Thanks for joining the conversation. Wherever you find yourself, it's awesome to have your company. I'm Deanna, and today it's a first for Ellie Limebear, her first ever radio interview. How fun. It's going to be a rather full and exciting year for Ellie Limebear, actually. Christian Music's newest darling, and she is an absolute darling, is on tour stateside and releasing a stream of new music before the expectant debut album, which I'm certainly waiting for. She has done quite a lot already, recording music alongside her dad, Martin Smith, an active member of Brighton's music collective, Bright City, and an accomplished photographer. Ellie also serves as a youth leader at her local church in the UK. She's a doll, and she has way too much insight and wisdom for my liking, and his stacks of fun as well. So I'm obsessed, and I'm sure as you get to know the magic that is Ellie Limebear, you will be as well. Ellie Limebear. Hello. Spelt L, pronounced Ellie. Yes, correct. Does ever get annoying? Um, always. Just blame my parents. <laughs> Ellie without an I, weird. L's a nice name though as well. It is, yeah. Made famous, of course, by Legally Blonde. That's Absolutely. probably why. Elwood's lover. <laughs> yeah, it is annoying. Yeah, and then Lime Bear. I was a Smith and now I'm a Lime Bear, which is also hard you to say. Been Smith, Lime Bear, Lime Bear, Smith. <laughs> What a name. <laughs> we'll get. We'll come back to the names later. We'll talk about the names later. Um, let's start off for people who perhaps haven't heard from you before. Yes. Maybe they follow you on Instagram, but otherwise are kind of new to Ellie Limebear. Um, tell me about yourself in your own words. What do you think are the most important things that we need to know about you? Goodness me. Wow. That's a great question. Thanks. Right most- off the top. I get a compliment. <laughs> most important things. Um, I'm a big fan of eating satsumas. Why satsumas? I just love them. Okay. They're just, you know, you can have some dodgy ones, can't you? That like are really naff. Yeah. But then when you get a good satsuma, you're like, wow, life is so good. (laughs) It makes me think of Christmas. Okay, yeah. Or summertime. See, I'm an all-round satsuma eater. Okay. Okay. So that's very important. Very important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also really don't like blue pen. Blue, blue, as in a blue pen, yeah. like what I'm writing with now. Yeah. That's so standard, I, though. Is that why? Because it's too standard. Yeah, I, I think it just reminds me of school. And, I, I mean, black pen also, but I just p- prefer black pen. Okay. Blue pen almost, like, freaks me out. How do you feel about red pen? Because in my school days, all the marking was done in red pen. Yeah, that's also scary. Right? Yeah, because there was a lot of that on my work. <laughs> I wasn't very good at school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um so that's very important. Good okay. fact. Yeah. Um I am a church girl. I love church. Through thick and thin. Um did you say three things? Just anything. Just anything. I mean um, you're also married. We might want to mention Oh uh, yeah, that's a very good fact. That's fact. That's fact. I'm married to Tom. Mm-hmm. We've been married for a year and a bit. That is a, why didn't I say I talked about Satsumas before no, I, I talked about Satsumas? No, I think for a woman to start with your own identity. <laughs> yes. I think that's a positive. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> what else is about me? I love dancing. Really? Yes, I love dancing. Crazy, let loose dancing or choreographed. Oh, anything. No, okay. Yeah, I grew up like going to loads of like dance lessons, but I do just like put some music on, I will move. So you're, but you are a dancer. So what was it? Tap or ballet? Um, or what did I do? I did something street dancing. Street. I didn't do street dancing. I'm not that cool. I wish I was that cool. So good. <laughs> um, no, I did like modern. Didn't never did tap. Actually, no, I did when I was a really really tiny. But lots of yeah, lots of modern bit of ballet here. But um, but yeah, I didn't love ballet to be honest. I thought it was a bit 
strict but it's hard work it is so hard work yeah and I just wanted to chat also because like <laughs> me and my cousins were like in the same dance classes and we would just chat and then forget to like dance dance not yeah. forget to dance you know what I mean um what's another oh I'm the eldest of six kids which is fun that is interesting yes how old is the youngest at this present moment she is currently 10 years old okay and you are if you don't mind me asking I am 21 so that's that's quite a yeah 11 years but yeah, it's quite. I remember pretty much every when every sibling was born, apart from my brother Noah. He's like two years younger than me, so I really I was two. I didn't remember that. Um, but I remember when each of them were born. That's nice. Yeah, it was nice. It is nice. A, are you quite a protective big sister? <laughs> yes, I would. I chat to my siblings like most days, and just they are. I feel like they are my children. Which is weird because they're not, but I'm just so close to my siblings. That's nice. Like if anything happened to them, I would be furious. Of course. <laughs> and you're a photographer? Yes, I do take photos. I'm trying to slow that side down now to focus on music stuff. But I did run my own photography business for like three years, which was fun. And great because I love people and I just got to meet loads of people all the time. Mm. Um, and you are a musician? Yes, that is weird to say though. Why? I just feel like I'm a bit of a fake musician. Well, <laughs> why is that? Because you haven't got an album out or because the Grammys haven't come I knocking yet? No, I just. What solidifies like, you as a musician? I think because I'm not like a super muser. Like, I. I, <laughs> I worked with Dad for like a couple of years and went on the road with him. And I was surrounded by muso lads who like geeked out on tech oh yeah I, do you know I, I mean point, and they had like yeah. synth parties <laughs> shout out to the lads who had synth parties <laughs> but i just was never like oh they're like proper musos yeah they like talk about like xlrs and like or just get DIs. really serious about yes. stuff yeah yeah i mean i am a musician i'm claiming that i am i love to make music and i love to sing but that's like a different level when you start like raving and geeking out on, I don't know, outputs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of sort of know what you're talking about. That's madness. Well, okay, so let's talk yes. a little bit about music. Music yes. is is the big passion. Certainly at the moment you're releasing singles, you have more releases on the way. Mm-hmm. You are from a musical family. You mentioned there earlier your dad. You've collaborated with Martin Smith on some of his projects. Yes. And you've been a huge part of the Bright City movement mm-hmm. in Brighton as well. Yes. So what do you find compelling about writing and recording your own music and is there a key Hmm. message that you're you know looking to get across through what you do yes yeah I think I never actually when I was younger I never actually dreamed of writing music or like being an artist whatsoever like I never um had that like deep down I'm gonna like be a singer I'm gonna you know um and I've watched dad do that all my life and perform and lead like thousands and thousands of people um, and I loved watching him and just was so always so inspired by what Delirious did. And those are some of my fondest memories, being on tour. Um, but then, yeah, I never had that, like, oh, I can't wait until, like, Dad finishes doing his music and then I can jump in, you know? I yeah. never really had that. So, um, but I think just over the years, like, church has been so integral to my love of music I think um going to church every Sunday and um loving that growing up being part of the youth and um leading starting to like 
do BVs, like our worship pastor, Paul Nelson, legend. He was definitely so important in um in this journey because he really called things out of me and he would like really encourage me to um, sing on Sundays or sing at youth and also like um, with the Bright City stuff. He, When I was 17, he invited me to be part of the songwriting retreat, the first songwriting thing. And I, I would never, like, I didn't write songs, so I didn't... Um, call myself a songwriter I was at college and loving photography taking photos and was loving that but he Paul like really saw that on me before I even like crossed that before that even crossed my mind so um that I don't know I think that's so special that the worship pastor saw that you know and um surrounding yourself with people who you who are calling those things out of you is so important and I think that's why church is so important in community um but Yes, yeah, so Bright City was so much like is so much fun being part of that and um, writing songs, and that's when I started to write really, um, and writing with people. I love people, as I've said so many times, and hanging out and chatting. <laughs> but um, that those um, those songwriting retreats and just writing together around Brighton. Um, I was like, oh, wow, I love this. This is fun. I get to, like, hang out with people, chat, talk about life and talk about how we're feeling and then write a song in in that day, you know. And um, so that that definitely started something in me and ignited something in me for sure. But still I wasn't like, oh, I'm, I'm going to now write my own stuff. You know, I was never... Yeah. I was just loving being part of that. Basically, like, a year ago, maybe... Yeah, it was like 2017. We were just about to get married in October and me and my family, we all went to America on the Outcry tour and it was it was an amazing, amazing time. We were actually in America for two months and a lot of that time, me and Tom, my husband, we weren't married then, but talking a lot about the future and, oh, we're going to get married. Like, what what are we going to run, you know, what are we running towards? What has God put in our hearts to do? And we were both working with Dad at, at that moment, which we were loving. Um, but, like, oh, what can what is Tom and Els going to, you know, run towards and um, take hold of? And it was really on that Outcry tour when um, I stood at the back of the arena um, with all my siblings and Lauren Daigle came on the stage and I'd never heard of her I never like um, heard her music but she came on the stage and started singing and started and the lights came on and I just bawled the whole time <laughs> I was like, and I'm not a crier whatsoever and I think um, and the Lord just I remember so clearly he was like Els I'm going to lead you into um, into being an artist and I'm going to help you and I'm leading you in this direction but you're not going to write Lauren's songs you're not going to um, look like Lauren you're not going to be Lauren um, and these people in this crowd won't come to probably won't come to your shows but um, trust me and I'm just gonna, I was like oh my god like this was never the dream <laughs> like, this is so scary yeah um, but basically from then on God's been opening doors left right and center and being so kind in just leading um, both of us together through this journey and I think um, my heart both of our hearts really for me and Tom are for young people and this next generation and to see them fully alive and in love with Jesus and walking 
for them to walk in this journey um, with such confidence and joy and that, yeah, that life will be fun and interesting and that it's the best the best route in life is with Jesus and whether that's um, me writing songs to encourage really I think that's a lot what I want to write about and I'm writing about is for um, waking up this next generation really and almost like come on let's go let's like do this let's do this thing let's do this life with Jesus Mm -hmm. this can be really tricky sometimes and really rubbish and well not rubbish it can, oh, be cha- no, it can be challenging <laughs> and it can be disheartening, just like anything else in life. Totally. And um, especially in this day where there's so much, there is so much um, to choose and, you know, yes. so many directions that you can go in and be tempted by. And um, so I think a lot that I'm writing at the moment is... Um, like, come on, we're in this together. Like, I, I know how difficult it is to be a young person as a Christian. Um, but let's let's get get in the same room. Let's sing these songs, you know, um, and see the presence of God come. And, you know, life with him is the best thing. Um, so I think a lot of that, my music coming out is all about that and but super real too like it's it's so it can be so tricky but there's such joy that comes with that how incredible that you didn't have this plan or this vision or this Mm. dream for yourself but god gave it to you yes isn't it incredible when sometimes he surprises us like that i have two had such experiences in the last couple of years where i'm like what (laughs) i had not, or even if it's the one thing that i've said i would never do that but then when god speaks i'm like okay i don't mind i know totally you'll make it work it'll be great i know and it's so unexpected like i wasn't planning he wasn't like right let's book this date in hours that i'm going to speak to you (laughs) in america (laughs) on this night you know it's not he might have he He knew that you were gonna cry (laughs) but you're like this is very unexpected I didn't have it in my diary. I didn't have that in my diary. <laughs> but it's just, he's so kind and just um, wants us, doesn't he? So he really wants us to um, have life with him and wants us to be with him. So, um, yeah, it was so unexpected, though. And we were, like, planning a wedding. We were, like, um, getting ready to live a life in Brighton, and which we are loving, too. But just not planning to do Ellie Linebear, the artist, yeah. which is still weird to say and hilarious, but <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> I'm releasing music, music and it's scary. <laughs> but see, I love that because it's sometimes, oh, this is the cynical pastor's kid that comes out, but sometimes it's the it's the people who want the platform the most, mm-hmm. that, that want the platform. It, it can become more of a, I want that more than I actually want. And, and it comes yes. from a heart perhaps of wanting to do something significant, mm-hmm. but it you might chase after that more than you do actually the heart of God and what God has and for his people sometimes people get lost so on your journey um it sounds like the platform side of it might just be sort of a secondary it just comes with the nature of the job and you're actually pursuing what you love doing and encouraging young people 100 percent. yeah that's good though I think it's a great place to start thank you it's a great place to start (laughs) I hope it yeah I'm trusting the Lord with everything because it's. I'm so out of my comfort zone right now. Really? Yes. You don't seem it oh. with music. You don't. I mean, I you know get the singles <laughs> and I watch the videos. Yes. and I'm like, yeah, she's doing her thing. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It's scary 
putting stuff out you know and yes um yes and that is know? real talk because it could be music it could be launching a website oh, it could 100%. be starting an instagram business yes. you yeah. can be very conscious that people are watching in the early yes. stages not just in 10 years when you're successful totally yeah, yeah. And I think I have so many days where I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Mm. Like, what are we doing? Why? Wow, we're really putting all our eggs in this basket, you know, and um, dedicating our lives to this. And I think that's sometimes scary. But then God's like, Els, remember, <laughs> like, I've called you into this and I've got you. And I'm like, just put your goggles on and jump in the water. Like, I'm with you, you know. So it's... And I def- he's definitely spoken to me many a times. <laughs> so, Come on, get over your fear. Just trust me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, Dad. <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah. I feel like a natural place to go to would be uh, community, which is actually something I want to ask you about because you have seen faith at work mm-hmm. around the world touring with your parents and all that kind of cool stuff um you're also very involved in brighton in your local church you actually run at brighton on instagram which looks like a real community to show off your city yes you are a part of a obviously quite a large family so community seems like it might be a very big part of your life um how do you make sure maybe now or maybe you had this thought years ago when you were younger how do you make sure that you're surrounding yourself then with the right people like people mm. who love you for you that want to help grow your character wow. versus the people who might basically just be good at progressing your career or seem like the people you should be around yes does that make sense yes totally that's a great question and community is a massive part of my life and I love team I love being with people anyway and and surrounding yourself with better people is always good. Who people, you know, wow, you're doing amazing things. Or wow, you're so kind. <laughs> you know, yeah. wow, you give yeah. so well and I want to be more generous. And um, and that's young and old. Like, I've got friends who are, like, younger than me and I'm like, wow, I want to be more like you, you know. Surrounding yourself with good people is always a good thing. <laughs> and people who speak life and who are... Um, not talking about people in the wrong way. I think um, maybe too many times I've had people in my life who, um, by accident, well, I don't know, that I'm in a circle of people and people are talking about people or saying or really negative or um, talk about thing. I don't know, it's just like heavy stuff. And then soon you realise that you're speaking quite similarly to them. And then, like, then I catch myself like, oh, Els that's not cool that's ugly like you know how you're speaking about someone and so who you surround yourself really determines who you you really are and um how you come across and I think that is so important to um gather people who are um who are who've got vision I think is quite important actually people who are um who are going after things and who are excited about things and who are wanting to help people, wanting to see good come out of things. And that's why I'm inspired by people who are doing good things, you know, and um, and I think who is spirit-filled as well. Like, I think... I am quite good at like sniffing like stuff <laughs> on people, which is weird. But like, um, I guess you could call that discernment. Yeah. And I, 
quite quickly when I meet people, I can think like, oh, I, I don't, something smells bad about that. Or I look into people's eyes, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to hang out with you for the afternoon, yeah. you know, or like. Um, That's, that is like a gift though that you can. That's going to help you in yes, life. Yes, yes. To grow that and to water that. Totally. That's going to help you in life. Yes, and I think, and I'm grateful th- for that because um, there's so many, great, there are great people and people will like, oh, come this way, or, you know, into life. Or go, um, but actually everyone might think they're great, but I can smell something on that person, <laughs> you know. I know what you mean. Just sense that, oh, no, that's actually not going to be great if I go down that path with that person. And it doesn't make them a necessarily a bad no, person. No, 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 no. But you can't surround yourself with everyone. No, totally. And it's not a judgmental thing, I don't no. think. It's You're really guarding your heart and guarding your your life. So, okay. um, But, yeah, team is so important, I think. Doing stuff on your own, you can just get in a hole really also and just <laughs> you can do things and think they're great and then you show them to someone and be like oh no <laughs> that's actually not a very good song you're like oh, great yeah I need to keep working you know but um yeah team's so important and people are going to speak um truth as well and like bring you up on things like that wasn't cool or I've seen you act like this or blah 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 um yeah, I don't know if that's answered your question. No, it has. And I think as well it's worth pointing out that because sometimes criticism and opinion can come from everywhere and anywhere. It could come from school teachers. It mm. could come from leaders in church. It could come from places that you haven't invited that input though. Yes. So it sounds like you're deciding as well who you listen to. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And it can be tricky because some some of your friends are so fun. You yeah, know, sure. you have... I have great, fun friends um, who I love to be with and let's, like, oh, yeah, can't wait to hang out with them. But s- some of the fr- friends I know are, I know they're actually quite negative or, you know, and I know I could come away talking a bit negative, but I, it's fun to be with them, you know, and it's, like, sometimes tricky. Those fun friends can actually um, not always be great, you know. The best influence. Yeah, totally. So I think it's good to have a mix of people. And I have so many friends who don't believe in Jesus and um, I love hanging out with them and they're so raw and, you know, talk about real real things too, yeah. you know. And, um, yeah, I love them. You mentioned um, that you a lot of what you're putting in your music kind of comes from understanding that it's what it's like to be young and to be a Christian and that it can be quite hard. So what are some of the things that growing bearing in mind that you are a church kid mm-hmm. you've grown up in church and i guess your parents are like professional christians like in the sense that <laughs> do you know what i mean they were very public your parents are very public people mm-hmm. and it's like their job does that make sense yes. it's different to being a banker or a lawyer yeah when your dad or your mum <clears throat> is a minister yes or a whatever a author or something some sort of vocation yeah. is their job that puts them on a public platform mm-hmm. and they're christians so what are some of the things that you would say you struggled with as a young person in this kind of community yes um i remember being in high school and um People would, you know, people chat. Oh, what did your mum and dad do? What? Oh, do, she's a nurse. Amazing. I That's always so used to sick. hate that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dad's <and> a pastor, <laughs> but he's not really a pastor. Yeah. He doesn't pastor a church. <laughs> I don't know how to explain. I know, and it's so. And I always, when that sort of conversation would be going around in the class 
classroom, I would be dreading it when something, I'm like, this question's going to be coming to me really soon. And Ellie, you need to know how you're going to word this. And when people would ask me, say, oh, I was like, what, what do you do? Like, what does your mum and dad do? I'm like, oh, yeah, my mum, she's like an amazing mum. She's, you know, I've got quite a lot of siblings, so she's just bossing it and just, um, yeah, I'm an amazing mum and my dad yeah he does like music stuff and like he's in a band and they're like oh, no way sick what band I'm like oh you um you, you probably wouldn't know it's um it's band called Delirious and, <laughs> and they're like oh I've never heard of that I'm yeah yeah no yeah you might not have they're like what sort of what sort of genre is it? You know, is it like pop stuff? Is it folk? Is I'm like, oh, it's like, um, it's like Christian, but like it's rock. It's like really everyone. It's like electric <laughs> guitars and drums, and it's like it's really cool. I promise. Yeah, I promise you, it's really cool. And if you went to one of their shows, honestly, you would really enjoy it. Um, so I think that's what I probably found quite tricky is like justifying what my yeah. But then I probably was a bit embarrassed because no one. I was the only Christian in my year too yeah so people you know it's it is confusing like your dad's a worship leader like what does that actually mean though? the ironic <laughs> thing though as well is that delirious were and still are one of the coolest biggest well-known but so you're like but that's the reality of being a kid in this situation yes it's like i'm trying to explain it but it's kind of hard to explain yes. but to most other people they're like oh yeah yeah delirious fine <laughs> that's a big deal we understand do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's something, so. It's quite a niche issue to have. Yes. <laughs> Not many I people really understand. Struggled. Yeah. But I get it. Because sometimes we're like, oh, I just, I want my dad to be a plumber. It'd be so easier to say. Job. Like, that would be so nice to be like, yeah, my mum's a mum and my dad's a plumber. Like, that would be great. Mm. Um, but I look back on those times and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad he's he did that and he's doing yeah. that. Um, but, so that was definitely something that I struggled with. And I think just because people didn't understand. And as a yeah. kid, I'm like, I, st- I don't actually know how to really explain it still. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think other things is um, going to church as well. So people saying, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, oh, I'm going to church on Sunday. Or I think it's just conversation was sometimes tricky when people... But I find it really interesting that, I mean, so I'm Australian originally, but mm-hmm. grew up in Europe now. In in this in Australian culture, like I might have gone, well, I did go to a Christian school. Like I'd be surrounded yeah. by Christians okay. all the time. It sounds like you were very much in a community as a young person, where literally, apart from being physically in church yes. on a Sunday, hundred percent, you weren't in sort of a Christian culture in the sense of people understood who your family were. You yeah. were just with <laughs> Bogans oh. who had no idea yeah, yeah. about Jesus. Yes, and that sounds was, really refreshing, but also oh, 100%. challenging. Yeah, and it was it was quite funny because like when I was younger, we would go away every year to America for a month on a tour bus. Yeah, and um, all all the lads in the band were basically my uncles so all of my cousins would also come on the tour like actual we're not actual not, cousins yeah not Sorry. like figurative aunts and Sorry. uncles <laughs> friends of the family like legit Leg- blood uncles <laughs> <laughs> which is the best thing ever yes so, so <laughs> it's like the Von Trapp family on yes, steroids yes it was so fun there was fruit loops everywhere it was just the best um but so yeah we would go to America for a month and tour and Delirious would be doing massive shows and I remember mm. it was like amazing it was so fun and then you'd come back to England and come back to Rustington where I grew up where it was like literally granny town 
and like really not many people <laughs> I'm just picturing all these grannies literally there's a pitch and part and there's the sea and, actually no it's getting good actually they, they're getting they're getting some cool shops yeah. in Washington. Yeah, it's very different to being on tour in another country yes. and then coming back to like a town. Yeah, yeah totally. Small. And people didn't care either. Like when I got back from school, be like, um, "Oh, cool, where'd you go? Oh, America is amazing." And but people didn't get it. So I think that was. But I didn't really care as a kid. <laughs> I was like, oh, "I just had such a fun time." Um, but it was just such a different life, like going away and people recognising dad a lot in the States yeah. and let's have a photo and uh, can I have a new autograph and, and then coming back to England and dad would walk down the street and no one would know who he is, which was great, you know, and no one would care to have a photo. That's a selfie here and there with dad now and again. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was so, it was so, um, yeah, such a contrast being like traveling so much and then being a kid at school but um I actually am super super grateful for that too of course so part of it though was trying to explain being a I guess and this anything any young person who has either become a Christian at a young age Mm -hmm. or has parents and has grown up in a space you know in church yes how to explain that to your friends and make it not make it sound really weird I know (laughs) yeah totally because it's actually hard like it makes sense and it's a great experience and you feel it but when you go and try and talk about it I know it comes out sounding a little odd sometimes totally yeah but I definitely I knew in school also especially in high school I really wanted my friends to come to church I really wanted my friends to like come to know Jesus and since then like I would like have them for a sleepover on Saturday and then I would be like oh come to church on like Sunday morning like we're all going so that was and like now some of my friends are Christian and like that I'm so grateful to God because that was my prayer all through high school it's like oh God just one friend please (laughs) please one friend Um, and so that's fun just just being persistent with your prayers as well (laughs) and um, and just trying to invite people So how did growing up in a household where Christianity, both in music and in mission, was your parents' profession or whatever, you just were from a, a committed Christian household, how did it influence your identity and your faith, particularly as you, as you then became an adult? Oof. I mean, you're a young adult now, so <laughs> don't feel like you have to be have all the answers. Yeah. But So how, what, what, how did it... Well, you grew up in a Christian yes. home. Some people would struggle and they get to 18 mm-hmm. and it's like trying to trying to match up this space where all these people just want to know my dad mm-hmm. and yeah. the the Christian community or the world it can be a bit of a contrast with personal faith sometimes yeah like how did it, your being in a Christian home growing up influence your faith as an adult wow or did you did you just never really maybe you didn't really have any wobbles and you were like I'm good I'm fine um I definitely when I was like 14 I remember saying to God like if okay, I hear all this stuff. Like, if you're real, please, can you show me? And he did, and I was, like, filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time then, and that was, like, super powerful. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so real. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, um, but there was definitely times I'd, I'd get confused or I would um, see things. And also, I think sometimes, as a kid, maybe I did know too much about church stuff too. You know, my grandpa was the um, pastor at our church and now my Auntie Becca's pastor's church. Sometimes, I don't know, you hear stuff, don't you? And 
You hear, you do. No, can I just say you hear a lot of stuff. Yes. You hear, you're a privy. You're just a child yes. in a household, just yes. being with your family. Totally. And you see things and you hear things behind closed doors that can be yes. confusing. Yes. Yeah. You don't. And as a young person, you may not even, even as a teen, it's like I don't know what to do with that. Yes. But it makes an impression. Yeah. Totally. But I definitely think. Um, Actually, my parents were really amazing. I look back on my childhood and they were... um, We've always had open conversations around the dinner table. Like, it's always been, you can say whatever. And we would talk about so much. And, um, yeah, it was always very open. And it still is if you go around to my parents' house. Like, mine will ask you a million questions. And, you know, you'll probably cry at the end of it because you're like, oh, my gosh, like... (laughs) This is who I am. <laughs> um, but it's amazing. But, like, that's kind of in my childhood. Like, yeah. oh, you, you know, let's talk about things. Let's really talk it out. Don't hide. Like, come on. Like, you're upset about that. Right. You're annoyed with your sister. Right. Let's talk about this, you know. Um, which I've really admired um, how they've done that. But um, I think, yeah. I And also, youth group was a massive deal for me. Mm. I remember... Um, when Delirious ended, actually, I was 11 years old or 12, 11 or 12. And soon after, we moved to Brighton and to start a church plant in Brighton. And I was the first youth in the church. I have been the first youth. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Come on. It's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> and and I, it actually was really fun because yeah. my youth leader, Hannah, shout out to Hannah, she picked me up from school and took me for milkshakes and we would just chat Love it. and chat and chat and easy um, job for her having one youth to look after <laughs> yes. she was a joy it's like yeah fine oh but i really like that that probably saved me yeah it's like an amazing youth leader who really was um wanted to know how i was doing and really wanted to make sure i was okay in this like transition so and then more and more youth did come. I wasn't the only youth. <laughs> a long time. You made friends. <laughs> made friends. You invited your high school. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone please come. <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely youth group growing up was somewhere I was like, wow, I need to be there on a Friday night. Yeah. I want to be um, with people who are going through the same things, who are struggling to also be a Christian at school, who are also having same confusing thought, you know. Yeah. Um, but so I definitely think, definitely think youth group was a major thing for my faith and just being real with people I think and just having those honest conversations and being like oh I really don't get this like can you help me can you explain um so and also mum and dad were just really good at just surrounding us with this whole range of people too I think um especially there was dad had a studio in his house and all sorts of people would be coming through the doors like most weeks and just having people to look up to and yeah. people to um, who were encouraging me from a really young age. I, you know, and I'm really grateful for that, um, that people were so encouraging and, oh, hello. Like, even talking, like, showing people my homework. I remember showing people and they were kind, <laughs> you know. Like, you know, just... Yeah. No, but, but it's, yeah. it's real life. And um, I think yeah. sometimes as well when it comes to, like, celebrity culture, people are just like, oh, they wouldn't really be interested in a young person in their homework. Yes. But actually, they're really lovely totally. behind closed doors. And I think that it can be really encouraging just in your faith anyway. Yes. Um, just that people are good people. Yeah. Re- and yeah. they're normal. Oh, totally. Yeah. And when you see someone on the stage 
and then you see them off the stage. And they're the same. Then the and they're the same. You're like, oh, cool. That's a I winner. I can trust you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Speaking my language. <laughs> um, okay. Do you? You're also a youth leader, though. You've gone on yes. to become a youth leader yourself. Do you think that we allow? teenagers but also children in your own experience enough of a voice within the church you mentioned that your mum and you Mm -hmm. would talk a lot in your family Mm. Um, do you feel that young people are given the space to um, really put their valuable input forward in the life of church or is it kind of be more seen and not heard oh good question um i well at my church in brighton they are um there is quite a big youth group and they are quite allowing actually of people for the young people to speak up and will ask they will like want to know what the young people are saying and even my sister like she's um four years younger than me and she was like um has been in meetings to talk about the evening service and they want young people to be in on it you know they do they really do and that's not not just indeed so many young people are in on those meetings um and saying things oh we should do this we should do that you know like how about we have popcorn i don't know <laughs> just things stuff you know, that would engage young yeah, people yeah like oh let's not do that this week and so i think that is really important important but i i've got friends from other churches who don't have that same freedom and don't have that same opportunity um which is sad and I hope that change. I hope that changes, and I I do think though things are changing, and people are realizing more and more the power of young people and the power of their voice, and um, they do have great ideas, young people, and they really do um, want to do things as well. They really do want to see a change, and they really. So I think um, I hope more and more um, leaders in the church trust the young people. I hope they do. I you know. Just because they're young doesn't mean they're um, silly and got no ideas. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, like they're God's speaking to them. You know, so I think I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I think that's good already. Different, different churches do different things, don't they? Yeah, but you're saying we should definitely have more of it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. People are clever. Kids are so clever. Kids are clever, and doesn't Jesus say, "Let the children come to me." 100%. Let's not stop them. Yes, totally. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. Um, Hallelujah. Well, talking about influence, influence, okay, and voice, having voice, mm. social media yes. will be a huge part of your life as an artist. It kind of already is with Instagram and as you're a photographer, so mm-hmm. it's kind of social media, I guess, in a lot of ways will be just a great way to express yourself. Mm. So how do you take care of yourself when it comes to um, social networking? Because mm. we read so much now about oh, yeah. how young people are saying, oh, I have to put the Instagram away because it makes me feel mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, totally. The anxiety, the comparison. How do you deal with all that? Yeah, that's a great question. It's so real, isn't it? It's so yeah. like... Oh, well, it's fake life. It's not real yes, life yes. on Instagram. <laughs> but it's a real, it's a real yeah, issue. Yeah, it's real stuff. <laughs> yeah, man... It is so tricky, and I think um, I love Instagram. I do love it, and I do love sharing photos and knowing what people are doing and my friends, and especially when we're away in Nashville quite a bit, catching, you know, saying, oh, great, like friends in Brighton, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it is, it can be so cruel too, and it can be make you feel so tiny, <laughs> like in a... Um, in a bad way, meaning like you you could feel so left out. You could feel like, oh, wow, great. 
so I didn't get invited to that. Exactly. You know, and that's so tricky. But And isn't it funny how those feelings, they can surprise you and come out of nowhere? Oh, totally. I know. And I... This is, like, something that I've been learning about myself recently, too, is that, like, I thought I was quite a secure person and I thought I was quite, like, oh, yeah, like, I know who I am. Like, oh, she's, you know, she's she's all good. Um, but more and more, I'm like, oh, gosh, those things get to me. And I didn't realise they really did, you know, and I'm learning that more and more. Um, and I'm dealing with that. I'm, like, giving it to God. <laughs> but it's so tricky and it's a daily thing. Um, but something that I do practically with... Instagram and social media stuff is that I quite often unfollow people and especially when if I see something like I don't know like I don't follow the Kardashians and people who are like shoving things and I'm I've got nothing against the Kardashians no, but celebrities, by the way. I guess. celebrities or um selling stuff selling stuff or tell, telling me like buy this buy that get have this mascara blah 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 um fitness stuff even that I think can kind of get to you. I do follow way too much fitness I don't do any of it <laughs> I, I follow just, oh I like that's a good idea for the time no, it's I good. maybe go to the gym yes it's good to be healthy it's re- I'm not saying yeah, that yeah um but it breeds comparison but it breeds comparison and it it just brings it's not good it like so something in you that is not good and I think so I have I do have a routine of going through my who I follow I'm like oh that I don't need to follow that person and that person that because I know what they post can sometimes make me feel really insecure or yeah not pretty enough or not skinny enough blah 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 um so that's what I do practically really and also I do have there's that new time limit thing on have you used that on yeah. your iPhone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite helpful. I don't have iPhone. Oh, <laughs> I'm anti-Apple. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically these days, love more it more or less. But I've heard, but yeah, I but I have also before that, um, I read once about an actor who set, which I thought this was so like forward thinking years ago, where he sets himself an alarm hmm. three times a day. So when he go, he's allowed, he allows himself to go on things like Instagram three times a day, nice. and he sets himself an alarm of ten minutes. Wow. And he'll have two ten minute sessions a day where he just scrolls and engages with people, and then he might have a ten minute session in a day where he's posting things nice from a work perspective and an engagement perspective and I just thought that is really do I have the discipline to do, to do that <laughs> I don't know but it sounds like it's a good idea yeah it does sound a good I have idea. done it a few times <laughs> I fall out of the habit you see yes. and then I get need to get back into the habit yeah man that sounds great yeah but so do you use this timing function yeah, where you switch thinking, it off yeah at like a particular time in the evening and I am guilty of now and again saying no actually I want to I am guilty of that but actually it is really helpful um, and like it's clever it's so clever yeah shuts things down um, so I'd recommend doing that for sure but it is so tricky and I don't know it's oh, social media is such a so many pros so many cons yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it is a part of your life oh 100% it is a part so it's just I guess it's one of those things of just finding a way to make it work for you yeah yeah and also not to hold it like too tightly too yes I of, do you know what I often think about is like how about if like the Instagram the people who run Instagram like just shut it down or like Twitter like oh we're out now or like you know what for would that every happen? Tuesday for, Instagram didn't or just exist. ever yeah or something <laughs> do you mean just like yeah. oh we're, we're gonna delete you now <laughs> you know it could happen or like with internet how about if the internet was like 
just oh actually minute we're gonna finish <laughs> let's the not wish for that everything's <laughs> I, online i think about these things yeah it um, would drastically change our lives yes it would and then we need to write a screenplay for a disaster movie oh where social media doesn't exist anymore yeah but like people would freak out it would yeah it would be end awful. of the world end of the world end of the world <laughs> um but i think yeah i often i i don't know why i think about that but i think it's just like oh it, does it, it does it actually mean that much to me? And as a musician know? and as an artist who is signed to a label, mm-hmm. there can be pressure perhaps to have a certain amount of followers. I mean, I think for anybody who's running a business, mm-hmm. because it can be like people take one look at your account and then they decide if you're if you're valuable hmm, or not based on how many followers you have. Yeah. I mean, is that something that you think about or you just have fun with it? Do you know what? I actually, yeah, I don't often think about followers. Like people tell me, oh, Ella, you've just got to like so-and-so followers. Like, oh, great cool brilliant thanks (laughs) thank you but I don't I actually don't really get caught up about that sort of thing I I on I honestly don't um maybe I will though maybe there's a time where I'm like obsessed I hope not no um but I I actually don't really mind I love I do love statistics though that's intriguing where like you go and there's statistics thing on instagram and like what ages are following you or like like where are they yeah i'm like i find that fascinating what are people most reacting to because i I just love that i'm like wow people from columbia are following me how fascinating (laughs) you know i've never been to columbia (laughs) i have it is amazing place but it's yeah i just find that probably more fascinating than like the followers aspect well there we go um okay so over the last five maybe ten years let's mm-hmm. say five years what are some of the things you've learned or lessons you really embraced stuff you've learned in your life that mm-hmm. you think I either wish I knew that before would have saved me so much time Oof. or you would encourage others to be mindful of I think often I think what I've learned what you do is like not who you are that's something I'm, I've learned and I'm learning that it, it actually that's not who you are <laughs> like Yes, I'm writing music and I'm creative, but that's not me. Do you know what I mean? Like, my art is not me. Um, and that I don't need to get wrapped up in that. I think that's something I've learned. <laughs> um, Expand on that a bit more, though. What does that... How do you separate the two? Because for a lot of us, mm. our identity is wrapped up in what we do. Yes. It's what people compliment us yes, on. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I, I think it is it is tricky because it's emotional as well. Like music, you feel so connected to it, and art, you know, creating things, creatives, and what you're creating, you do. Um, you're so connected to it. You know, the idea has been birthed, and then blah blah blah. Um, but it's also it's like it's not. It's like you can detach from it too. We've got to come back to what we're really about and like who made us and like he birthed that through us too those ideas and those things that we're doing but that doesn't like no one's I don't know when you die <laughs> getting gruesome when you die when though you die, like it doesn't come with go with you all that stuff no yeah it's true like people do sometimes talk you know the wards or you know they did that and that's great but like people remember more of who you are I think as a person and also, you just can't take it with you. <laughs> can't take it with you. No, you can't. Can't take money with you. You can't take your big house with no, you. No, so true. You can't take your Instagram followers with you. You can't. No, you can't. You gotta leave it. <laughs> you gotta leave it. Drop it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it might drop and walk out. 
So what is next for you then in 2019? How can we pray for you? I know you're going on tour. Yes. Is there an album coming? <gasps> Oh, I'm so excited about this year. I'm so so excited and so petrified all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm releasing lots of more music, actually, which I'm so excited about. Um, so lots of singles coming out um, every month, actually. So I'm really excited about that. And each one is, kind of, is quite different. Um, but, yeah, I've been working on this for the past year and a half. So it's nice to finally get stuff out, especially, like... Because for the past year, we've been away so much. Um, and people in Brighton are like, oh, are you on holiday? Like, have, you been, have you been hanging out? You've been eating burgers? They just like, see the story highlights, the Insta story highlights yeah, of the food. And I the know, and the- which is great. Um, but it's nice to like sh- show something like, oh, we've, we've actually been working so hard. Yeah. Um, and this is something. Um, so, yeah, touring, which is really exciting. Um yeah, I'm excited to sing sing in front of sing over people and um yeah, sing my songs, which is bizarre. That's really weird how it's going to be my songs. I guess you're so used to singing other people's yeah. songs, whether it's the Bright City Collective yes. or it's the Martin Smith or Yeah. I was going to say Delirious, but that was <laughs> I didn't say bit early. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was 11 when they broke up. Yeah. <laughs> um still love it though. Still love the songs. Yeah. Um yeah, lots of touring, which is like really exciting. Um but also in Brighton quite a bit, hopefully. Here and there. What do you love most about Brighton? Because if I count how many times you've you've mentioned the word <sighs> Brighton in this conversation, just flipping love it. You love it. Oh, I do. What are the best bits about Brighton? Oh, I just I just apart love from it. your family it's, and your friends. Yes, who are all amazing. Yeah. Um, I love Brighton because, like, kind of anything goes. Oh. Like in the sense. Like people will wear whatever they want. People were creating all the time. People were um, quite expressive, um, which can sometimes be a bit weird, I have to say. You know, <laughs> see people walking down the street and like, oh my gosh. Frightening. Did anyone tell you that you looked bizarre this morning? <laughs> um, but just the creative. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. There's so many young people in Brighton too. There's yeah. two major universities so there's so many students about and um I love that and I think it's such an exciting place to be like I walk around I I I think Tom gets probably quite annoyed about this because whenever we walk around Brighton I'm like can you believe we get to live here like (laughs) oh my gosh have you seen oh my gosh there's like a new stationery shop this is so exciting (laughs) I love stationery so much um but just oh my gosh there's like so there's things popping up and people want to be there because it is um it's exciting and it's but also there's a lot of dark things and like it is it's a light city but it's super dark so I also um I think we want to see Brighton transformed for sure. We want to see, we, yeah, we want to see it turned around in that sense for sure. So I think we love it so much because of all you know the good things, but also our heart is so connected because we see the people and we we know people who are you know in those really dark places. So it's just such a heart tug as well as like, oh my goodness, I'm so inspired by this place all at the same time. And it's and it's the UK. I just love the UK so much. The UK's pretty great. The fresh air, the hills, just the food. In Britain or in Brighton? In Britain or in Brighton, the fresh just, air and the hills. <laughs> just 
I've never just been. Britain. I'd really have not I just, seen it. I just love the UK. Are there hills in Brighton? <laughs> there are hills. The okay. Downs. Oh, the Downs, darling. Oh, of course. There we go. <laughs> no, I. Yeah. There's lots I'm a to big see, fan. lots to do. There's, yeah, there is so much. Are there good places for coffee? That's all I care about. 100%. I'm one of the people who follows all those surf accounts on like oh. Instagram, love surfing, can't surf, just like drink coffee and like the photos. <laughs> it's another thing on Instagram. I should probably stop following. Yeah, Danny, just stop that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's breeding in me wanting to live in a place with surf and sea and sun. That's okay. You can dream. Inst- inst- I can dream. <laughs> but don't get obsessed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> love where God has put you. With my Amen. Okay. Well, thank you very yes. much for your time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it sounds so like much. you have the biggest year ever planned. Oh, man. So I'm we're, excited. We're looking forward to getting more singles. Yes. Are you going to do any, like... Are you going to do a full-length record, though, or just not this year? I, uh, I'm not sure. You're not sure? Possibly. I would love to. Um, but probably lots of singles, a couple of EPs, maybe. EPs are good. EPs. I love a good EP or record that's a vinyl release. That's, like, my oh, favourite okay. thing. Oh, okay. That, was that a request? Yeah, basically. Okay. And if you could do it on coloured <laughs> vinyl, that would okay. be amazing. Just, we'll just do one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so who's this for? Us? It's our friend. <laughs> Um, yes. No, I'm excited. Okay. I'm really excited. Um, and super grateful that we're doing this. I still i am pinching myself that we're here and that I'm speaking into a massive micro- microphone at a radio station. This is quite funny. Yeah, well, the, I, <laughs> I foresee much more of this in your future. Oh, so gosh. just get comfortable. Oh, golly. <laughs> uh. um, so where can we all go to... Where's the best place to go to get a hold of your music and to uh, connect with you further? Um, great question. You can go to Spotify... Good old Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes. Do they call it Apple? Apple Is that music? what? Yeah, Apple, Apple Music. Yeah, totally, totally knew that. Apple Music. <laughs> um, Everywhere. YouTube. YouTube. Yes. You do a lot of live sessions as well. Oh, yeah, that's really fun. Do you like a good live session? I do. Yeah. So there's lots of like yeah live session covers on YouTube. The and other day you, music you went to someone's house and were counting all the plants. Did when you, you were filming, I saw that and I was like, what? <laughs> but I just thought, whose house is that? Yes, it was like a random Airbnb that we hired out to oh. do the live session. But I couldn't believe it. They literally had like over 50 plants. <laughs> I was like, who is this mad mad person living here? Someone who likes oxygen. Someone loves oxygen <laughs> and loves watering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were all very alive too. I wow. can't keep a plant alive, but they really can. No, I, I've never... Thank you. I've had two yes. plants in my whole life. Yes. They've died. Yeah. Well, I've killed a cactus. How do you kill a cactus? <laughs> Doesn't even need. I think you should message them and just get their top tips. Thanks for letting us stay for the day. Yes. <laughs> How do I be a plant person? Yeah, teach me your ways. Teach me. Please. So they're not all in your home. In what, the all c- these live sessions aren't in your home. Oh, no, no, no. But they look great on YouTube. And Thank there's you. more of those to come. More of those to come. Okay. More music to come on Spotify great. and Amazon and all. Yeah, check them out. Everything. I hope you like them. Everyone. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very oh, much. Pleasure. All the best. All the best. <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs> My thanks to the fabulous Ellie Limebear. She's already releasing a steady stream of music, so do have a listen on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your tunes from. Also check her out on YouTube, where she's steadily putting out some acoustic videos for us as well. I'm sure we'll hear a lot more from her very soon. But until next time, have a good one, and thanks for your company.